Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is Bible publications versus translations. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Zenzelow, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so we recently revisited a discussion about translations of the Bible, and you brought up an interesting distinction between publication versus translation. And I'm really not quite sure where you're going with that. So what exactly do you mean by publication? Totally good question. So it can be really confusing when you look at a group of Bibles for sale, and there are 35 different options sitting in front of you, Mm -hmm. whether you're at Barnes and Noble, or whether you are skimming on Amazon, to see all of the different Bible options can be really confusing. Part of what you're seeing is a difference of translations. Mm -hmm. You'll see some of them are NRSV, some of them are NIV, some of them are CEV, some are KJV. All of these stand for various different translations of the Bible. But then there's also a whole host of different ways that the same material gets presented. So the translations deal with the scripture and the words. And the base of them is going to be the same from Bible to Bible to Bible to Bible. Okay. But then there's the way that it's presented. So if you think of it like, let's pick a metaphor. So the Bible is a cake. Okay. And the cakes are all going to basically sort of be the same, right? The cake itself is going to be a sponge cake. That's just what it is, whether it's chocolate or vanilla or strawberry flavored, which would be in this case, different translations. Okay. The base of it is all going to be the same kind of sponge cake, just flavored differently. So it all tells the same story. It just comes from a different perspective or has a different group of translators. So that's the base of your dessert is this cake, this sponge cake. But then there's a million different ways to dress the cake up, right? Okay. Like maybe you do it just plain and you put the most basic kind of frosting on this cake and you call it done. And there's no filling to it, and there's nothing fancy about the way you put it together. But then there's like the master chef competition version of cake, which again, the interior, the cake is the exact same thing. Okay. But on the outside, how it's presented is covered in fondant and sprinkles and. It's got structure and it's seven feet tall and looks like it's actually a bookshelf. It's still a cake. It's still a cake. The basic information is still the same thing at the end of the day. It's flour, sugar, butter, right? But the presentation can differ vastly. So publications are all about anything from, does it have a leather cover or a paperback Or a hardcover? Does it have a bookmark? Does it not have a bookmark? Does it have the little indentations where it shows where the different books are? If you've seen where it has like that 
little Uh thumbnail almost cut out on the side so you can find the different books. Does it have commentary or does it not have commentary? Does it break it up so that you can read it a little bit at a time and read the Bible all the way through in a year, but it's not in the same canonical order that it normally is in other Bibles, right? So all of these are different publications. Is there room for journaling inside? Is there room for coloring inside of it? All of these are different ways to present cake at the end of the day. I had no idea there was such a vast difference in how these things could be presented. I guess I've seen what I just assumed were different translations of the Bible, but I didn't realize the publication was that extra layer of extra. (laughs) Right? So like I went to Costco one holiday years ago, and there was this entire section. It was probably close to Easter or something, right? And there was an entire section, like a Costco aisle of different biblical publications. Oh, wow. They were all NIV. They were all New International Version translations. But it was like the Soldier's Bible, the Young Woman's Bible, the Bible for Mom, the Devotional for Dad. And they Uh were all presented differently. One was in camo. One was pink with flowers on it. One was dark blue. One of them had the leather binding, right? Like some have gilded edges on the exterior. It's all cake. The translation is the same. You're going to have the same exact words from Bible to Bible to Bible. But the publication itself is trying to reach for a different person and serve a different person. Maybe it's a study Bible or a devotional setting where the questions are created to help an individual who has a background of a specific kind of lifestyle. So it just can get really confusing. Mm -hmm. But remember, it's all cake. (laughs) Okay, so in this process then, where do you start? Do you start by picking a translation and then... I'm going to assume for many people, it's going to be as much what's in your price point as anything. Totally. And yes, I would say the most important thing is to pick your translation first, because your translations are going to change the way that you read it. They're going to influence super subtly how you perceive the story. So spend time on Bible Gateway. That's that website that we Mm -hmm. referenced in the last one, BibleGateway.com. You can look at a whole bunch of different translations and compare them one to the other. That way you find the translation that is really helping you explore the scripture in the way that you need for the time. If I dive back into my cake metaphor, if you're really looking to highlight the icing of the cake, you might want to go with a vanilla cake right? Something super plain Mm -hmm. and then have the craziest, most amazing icing ever to kind of dive you in, in a different and new way. But if what you're really wanting is for the cake to be the most important part, maybe you want to pick that flavor that is just going to sing to your heart and not add a whole bunch of icing to it. So if I take it away from the metaphor, if I'm looking to really dig into an academic or a devotional study that 
the word itself, the scripture itself is academic, simple in its translation, a little less biased than some other ways. The translation itself is not going to challenge me as much as the commentary on it or the questions that are brought up. I'm going to go probably for an NRSV, academic translation, with a hefty study Bible approach. And I'm going to dig into it so that I'm chewing more on the filling. Maybe it's that filling in there that brings that particular publication to life in that time. What exactly do you mean by study Bible? So there are publications out there that are created to be study Bibles. And they will have, like at the beginning of a book, they'll give the setting. They'll give information about when was it written approximately? When do scholars agree that this was approximately written down? Who might have been the author? How does it fit within the context of the rest of the scripture? Uh, What part of the world was it written in? Who is it written to? And then throughout that book, there will be sections that might highlight, like it might pull out a particular passage and then talk more about the historical figures or talk more about a particular practice or custom. Is this mixed in with the text or is this like footnotes kind of stuff? Both and. Okay. It could be footnotes or it could be call outs. Sometimes there are questions on the side. Sometimes there's an entire section of devotional questions at the end of a chapter or at the end of a book to try to highlight particular themes And you can use that kind of a publication. You can use a study Bible to help you really dig in and explore the scripture more. Then there are publications that say I wanted just the scripture itself to take me on a journey. Mm -hmm. I might choose the message because it presents it in a different way and I'm going to encounter it different, but I'm not going to get a study Bible version of the message because I just want the text itself to challenge me. Okay. Right. But maybe I want it to be pretty. So I get the leatherback with the gold gilded edges and a bookmark on it because then I feel special when I'm reading that particular one, but it doesn't have a lot of commentary. I'm not going to take my pencil to it or take my pen to it and highlighter and add pages of note taking into it. It's just a different experience of how to encounter the same message just in a different way. That's fascinating. Okay. You've also brought up something called a devotional. What do you mean by a devotional? So there's a difference between studying the scripture Mm -hmm. in an academic sense and looking at it spiritually in a devotional kind of a sense. So Both of those things are important. Being able to do cultural criticism and contextual criticism, digging into things in that kind of academic way is really good and important. It can also be really important to sit and color and let the other side of your brain engage in an image or a verse or an idea of a story. So if a study Bible engages that kind of logical 
questioning, didactic kind of concentration and pathway to understanding or encountering scripture, a devotional Bible gets at that artistic heart question, imaginative kind of encountering. Examples of some differences. Maybe a study Bible would look at the Christmas story and say, in Bethlehem at this point in time, here is what a typical Palestinian household structure would look like. Here is what the architecture of a typical home would be. This is what a manger would have looked like, and it would be very technical Mm -hmm. and detail-oriented. A more devotional style approach might be, what do you imagine it smelled like? Okay. Where the animals were. How cold do you imagine it to have been? Or how hot do you think it might have been? What kind of materials would have been in the space? Anything to let you imagine and dive into. And then how would it feel to encounter or to be present and to see Jesus as an infant. What do you think it would have been like to look down at this child wrapped in cloth and to see his face? Can you imagine what it looked like? Right? It's a very different pathway to encountering the scripture. Both are completely valid. They're just different. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be called out specifically as a study Bible or a devotional? Or how are you going to know what you're looking at if you were interested in finding either something in any one of these veins or if you just want the straight Bible itself? That's a great question. A lot of them will say study Bible. Okay. It'll be like Harper Collins study Bible translation, blah, blah, blah. Or it will say devotional for... Devotional Bible 4. So you can take a look and normally it will give you some kind of hint, even just on the cover. But if the cover doesn't give you a hint, you can open it up and take a look through if it's not sealed and boxed. Mm -hmm. If there's one that you can open up and take a glance through, look at whether there are or aren't questions or commentary on there, because that'll show you if you're just getting a basic Mm -hmm. one with no commentary or it's there. And then if there are questions and commentary, just read through a couple of them. What kind of questions are they asking? What kind of commentary is it giving? Is it trying to help you connect your personal experience with it? Or is it trying to teach you about the context? That will give you a flavor of what you might expect from a particular publication. Is there any difference between the publishing houses themselves or is it as much just how they're presenting it to you? I mean, I guess I'm asking, is there such thing as a reputable or a not reputable publisher? There are different kinds of publishers for sure. Okay. So Oxford publishes a very academic version of their publication. And the Oxford annotated, it's just annotations. It's not commentary on the scripture. So you're going to get footnotes that point you back to what this particular scripture is referencing. So if there's something in the Greek scripture that is referencing back to the Hebrew scripture, the Oxford annotated, very factual, 
is going to put an asterisk there. You're going to look at the footnote and it's going to tell you what scripture reference that is from the Hebrew scripture. Okay. They're not going to tell you what to think about it. They're not going to ask you a question about it. They're not going to say anything else. Okay. They're just going to tell you what it is. So you can go back and you can read it in context if you would like. So Oxford, very academic. If you're looking at Fortress Press or Augsburg Fortress, those are the ELCA Lutheran publication houses. Okay. And there are going to be various reasons why a study Bible or a devotional might be created by them. And you're going to get anything from scholarly based, but fairly progressive theology based commentary. Okay to the kinds of devotional questions that you might find in the Winking Luther series that we just covered a couple weeks ago. Okay. So that's our publishing house. Another very common publishing house that you will see Bibles from is Tyndale, T-Y-N-D-A-L-E. And Tyndale does more along the lines of NIV, New International Version translations. And they might end up being a little more targeted towards individuals. So they might end up looking a little more gendered. They might end up looking a little more like they're speaking to specific people of specific backgrounds. So that's where you might find the soldier's Bible or the hunter's Bible or the daughter's Bible or those kinds of devotional style. Mm -hmm. So, Each of the different publishing houses has a little bit of a specialty. Okay. That's going to lead me to my last question. How many do you own? How many different (laughs) versions? You don't actually have to go look, but just give me a rough ballpark. Because I'm guessing it's more than one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I probably have eight or ten, which isn't a lot for a pastor. No. But I... I can only imagine this is a gift you are given. A lot. Some, yes. Most of the ones that I have were given to me one way or another. Okay. Yeah, most of them were. I have three that I typically will use. So one of them was the study Bible that we gave to the confirmation students my year of internship. Okay. And it's got pretty solid commentary in it. One of them is the study Bible that we were given at the National Youth Gathering when I went to the National Youth Gathering in New Orleans. Okay. And that one is a copy of the Lutheran Study Bible published by our publishing house. And it's got great commentary and really interesting stuff in it. The other one that I have and is actually the one that's at my home and is the one that is on my desk where I write my sermons, is the Bible for Creative Journaling that was gifted to me by the women of Vancouver Avenue First Baptist Church. And they gifted me this Bible when I did a Bible study with them. And if I'm looking to just pull down and open to a passage and try to get myself a little less academically connected and a little more heart connected, Mm -hmm. I will use this one to pull me out of my brain and into my heart a little bit. And so 
when it comes time to write the sermon, sometimes I need to get out of that dissecting the passage and finding just the right way to understand it and get more into the heart and listening for what the Spirit is calling to be said to our community at this given time. And this particular publication and the coloring in it can sometimes help me make that switch. Excellent. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about publications versus translations. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And if you have a particularly favorite publication that you would love to share with us, please drop it on our Facebook comments, send us an email at podcast at centralportland.org. We would love to hear from you. Until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you no matter what.